This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you are based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Anthony Reich, Shavuotov, Boketov, how are you? Boketov, Shavuotov, um, yeah, a big week ahead of Rosh Hashanah. Not only do we have um, the High Court of Justice that will sit with a full bench of 15 judges to hear tomorrow the um, appeal that has been made against uh, the reasonableness law, and um, a lot of Israel are waiting expectantly uh, to hear exactly what will go down in that case. Mm. But we've already been warned that the judges won't uh, decide anything anytime soon. In other words, the case will be heard tomorrow, and um, there will be discussions around it. And, and, and I'm not exactly sure even how long those discussions will take. But we've been warned that a decision from the High Court is expected only in about three months' time. So even though there is a lot of expectation about the hearing tomorrow, um, the final result won't be heard uh, for some time. But also, of course, um, we're gearing up towards Rosh Hashanah. The Ashkenazi <clears throat> groups have now begun. Also, early morning prayers of penitence. The Slichot have started in the morning. And, of course, lots and lots of preparations at the Kotel, at the Western Wall, ahead of Rosh Hashanah. We've already spoken about the checks that were made, um, about the integrity of the stones uh, that make up the Kotel. But yesterday was the day when the notes that have been deposited in the stones of the Kotel over the last few months were actually removed ahead of Rosh Hashanah in order to prepare for space for, I guess, new notes to be put into the Kotel. This is a tradition that apparently dates back at least 300 years, according to what can be found about mm -hmm. people coming along to the Kotel and putting their little notes in um, asking for all kinds of things and, and expressing themselves. Um, and it's not only visitors to the Kotel that can put the notes in, but indeed, if you um, are not a visitor to the Kotel, you can go onto the Kotel website, which is thekotel.org, and in the English site, there is something called Send a Note, and you can send a note to the Kotel, and apparently it gets put into the walls. And according to the information about where these notes actually come from, apparently most of the notes of the last six months have come from the U.S., Brazil, Canada, and Colombia, uh, which is quite interesting, more than 20,000 notes from 100 countries were sent from abroad using the website to the Kotel. And for those who want to know what happens to the notes once they get cleared out, well, they are supervised. There's a whole supervision process where the notes all get cleared out, and they all get buried in a gneza, in a, in a, in a grave on the Mount of Olives. That's where the notes go 
once they get cleared out from the Kotel stones. I love that because it's so respectful of uh, of people's wishes. And, and uh, that's right, considering what people put in them, because it's obviously a very uh, things that are closest to their heart and uh, want to, they need uh, to, to, to reach God with. Uh, absolutely fascinating. Prime Minister Netanyahu has created controversy by warning those planning to travel to Oman for Rosh Hashanah that they may not be assured of their safety whilst there. So why is this controversial? You know, this, the, because well, this discussion this, has been ongoing. This has been ongoing. And in fact, the Prime Minister spoke last week with a Ukrainian uh, President Vladimir Zelensky. They spoke last week for the first time in apparently nine months, uh, Thursday evening call. Um, and the um, relationship between Israel and Ukraine is still quite tense. Uh, Zelensky throwing a lot of accusations at Israel for being a little too parva, a little um, lukewarm in its uh, support and its defense of uh, Ukraine against the Russian invasion and Zelensky accusing uh, Israel of not being willing um, to host refugees, even though the reality is that um, Israel has hosted a lot of Ukrainian refugees. But uh, Zelensky is using this visit by uh, particularly the Breslev community who like to go to Uman over Rosh Hashanah. He's been using this as a tool and saying we can't really assure people's safety um, and we're not quite sure exactly what's going to go down. Uh, there's only space for 11,000 people in the bomb shelters there and so we can't really assure the safety. But um, it actually then became a much more of an issue yesterday when the Prime Minister warned Israelis trying to get to Uman for Rosh Hashanah that it is dangerous. And then the famous words which will really go down in history. Where he said, and God has not always protected the Jews in Europe and not in Ukraine. Mm. Those were the words of the Prime Minister yesterday wow, to try to wow. appeal to the religious community sure. saying, um, if you believe in the protection of God and you think that um, he's going to do everything that is needed when you go to this very, very dangerous place where the war is raging uh, and Russia continues to attack people, then you be aware of the fact, according to Netanyahu, that God's protection is not assured. Um, and of course, this was highly controversial and immediately many of the religious leaders came out saying that that's really <clears throat> completely invalid and that God has always watched over the Jews if they abide by the Torah. So we're getting now oh, into gosh. this whole area of oh, do you believe? Yes. And if you put in your entire faith in God, then everything will be all right. And if you abide by all the uh, provisions of the halakha, then everything will be okay. And off you go to Uman and everything will be safe and sound. Um, but of course, and this has really opened up a can of worms between the religious community and the secular community, in particular members of the government, about what Israel's responsibility is when it comes to those tens of thousands of people who travel from Israel and indeed elsewhere around the world to go to Uman, where there is a war raging, where potentially Russia could attack at any moment in time. And there is no real way for people to be uh, protected under those circumstances, this could be um, a disaster in the making if Russia chooses to carry out an attack against Oman. So I'm really not sure what the right answer is here. While on the one hand, I understand that people really like to go to Oman. There is, of course, the whole spiritual experience going to uh, uh, Rabbi Nachman's grave, uh, which is in Oman. 
and to spend Rosh Hashanah, which is, of course, the tradition of the Breslev Hasidim. They like to, to do that, and they have done so for many, many years. Um, but when the prime minister starts to try to appeal to their religious beliefs in, in convincing them that they will not, will not be safe there, I think he's trading onto very, very dangerous ground indeed. Mm, mm. Very, and uh, it's, it's it's so interesting that he would want to do this or be prepared to do this. Israel, and uh, this is a very big story, of course, Israel has offered assistance to Morocco following the devastating earthquake uh, over there at the, that took place over the weekend. So has assistance actually been accepted? Because I, I couldn't quite figure this out. Well, first of all, um, messages of condolence have been sent uh, to Morocco. First of all, President Isaac Herzog uh, wrote saying, our hearts are with the Moroccan people. On behalf of the people of Israel, I send deepest condolences to His Majesty King Mohammed VI and all the people of Morocco for the tragic loss of life in last uh, night's earthquake. This was obviously sent on the day after the earthquake. We pray for the injured and Israel is ready to help as needed. The Prime Minister also instructed all government bodies and forces to be ready to provide any necessary assistance, including preparations to send an aid delegation to the area. The, accept, the, 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 the offers of assistance have, as of now, not been formally accepted, and I think that that's largely because there seems to be a lot of chaos in Morocco right now, and I'm not sure that they've really got their act together. Mm, I don't mm. think that the government bodies are really organized enough in order to respond to this, in spite of the fact that not only the President and the Prime Minister have made these offers, but indeed Defence Minister Yov Gallant has spoken with his Moroccan counterpart, and he said that a significant part of the Abraham Accords is our commitment to stand by our partners during a national crisis, and the State of Israel is prepared to assist the Kingdom of Morocco during this difficult time. Having said that, quite a lot of preparations have been made in Israel for uh, various aid delegations to go there, Magin David Adom, I think I've got two groups of people all standing by ready to go, a search and rescue team, as well as a field hospital, which is ready to go to Morocco to help. And a number of other Israeli organizations have made themselves ready. 500 Israelis were actually in Morocco at the time of the earthquake. They have all apparently been accounted for. And one of the most fascinating stories for me was this group of Israelis who are of Moroccan, Moroccan descent. And they decided to travel to Morocco last week in order to commemorate the lives of relatives who were lost, the lives were lost in an earthquake which took place in Agadir in 1960. This was a group of 11 children, mm. 11 siblings, who all traveled last week to Morocco as a group for the first time, um, all of them traveling together in order to commemorate the lives of their relatives um, who were lost in the, the, the earthquake of 1960, only to find themselves in Marrakesh exactly when this earthquake 2023 actually took place. And so they were ultimately unable to go to Agadir in order to find the graves of some of the family members um, whose bodies were found and were buried um, in Agadir. But fortunately, all of those 11 siblings and members of their family safe and sound in Marrakesh, even though they will, unable, they will be unable ultimately to make the final leg of that trip to Agadir to meet with the sole remaining cousin from that earthquake 
and to visit the graves of those people who, who perished in the earthquake. Absolutely crazy. And finally, Israeli lab-grown meat has been certified kosher. So it's interesting because we, we spoke about this some time ago. We saw the story last week. But it, it really is quite a significant quite a significant finding, especially because it's from the OU, which is a, a, a globally very well respected. Exactly. So the OU is certainly by far the world's largest and the most influential kosher certification authority. Uh, and the OU had a delegation in Israel last week in order to um, examine super meat chicken, which is a lab-grown meat. And this is the first time that lab-grown meat has actually been examined. Now, one would think that, well, it seems to be quite obvious. I mean, it's lab-grown. Why would there be any halachic issue surrounding lab-grown meat? Um, but the matter is quite significant because apparently anything that is taken from a live animal cannot be certified as kosher. And what's happened in the case um, of this particular company uh, is that Supermeat has decided instead of taking a cell from a live animal, that they've actually taken a cell from an egg. Mm, and mm. because they've taken the cell from the egg and grown that cell, that it hasn't been taken from a live animal and therefore the OU found that that can be certified as kosher. But here is the interesting piece. The OU has decided that it is meat. It is kosher, but meat. Ah, so you will not be to able you. to eat lab-grown chicken with your cheese because according to the, uh, the kashrut uh, certification that the OU has given, this is certified as being a meat product. That is interesting. Is, have they indicated a way in which they could get around beef, uh, that type of meat, you know, because there's no egg that they could use uh, as, the, as the starting point? So at this moment in time, as far as I'm aware, there's been no attempt to try to certify anything other than chicken, which, of course, is a relatively simple um, certification, providing the cell is taken from the egg. Um, I have no idea what uh, the next step will be in terms of trying to look at uh, beef and, and veal and, and lamb and, and other meat products. Um, but for the moment, at least, it's one step at a time. Mm. If we can get through this chicken process, um, which, um, as I say, has taken the cell from a fertilized egg. And what happens then is that that uh, fertilized, that cell gets planted into a meat fermenter which provides the cell with warmth and oxygen, nourishment, whatever is needed. And apparently these cells mature at a pretty fast rate, very, very quickly indeed, um, to produce the lab-grown chicken. Um, so at least that that's kosher for now. Let's see what happens next. Absolutely fascinating. It is 8 o'clock. Anthony Reich, thank you. As always, we'll catch you tomorrow morning at 7.45. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you are based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com.